Hello, and welcome to Like-Minded Friends with me, Susie Ruffle. And me, Tom Allen. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, Tom. Tom, you're coming to us from a secret filming location. Secret underground filming location. I'm not on Hunted, though. I'd quite like to be on that. I'd love to do Hunted. But we'd get spotted. Come on, Suze. We're known too flamboyant. flamboyant. <laughs> We're too flamboyant. We couldn't get on a bus without people noticing us. Well, it's how you get on buses. That's the thing. That's the problem. That's how I pay my fare. I can't. I can't get an Oyster card <laughs> with my criminal record. <laughs> you didn't talk enough about the time that you did. I know. I know. I just think people don't want to hear about it. I think they would, but you know. One day, one day, I'll talk all about it. How's your week um, been, dear? All the time I spent at that Mexican prison. Um, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> you got on some days, of those drugs cartels, though, didn't you? I Lovely was, guys. I you, they called me Carrie from the cartels. Um, we all had names like that. Yeah, um, right. Carry on cartelling. No, carry on cartelling was the <laughs> film I pitched. Yeah, Weird not. that didn't go anywhere. What a shame. Weird, I know. Could have been a camp sensation. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the, um, what was this? Um, I said, how's your week nice been? Week? It's been a nice week. You know, we had a quiet Monday. Um, just did a bit of gardening. Tuesday, yes. Alf got a pizza in. We warmed it up in the oven, did some salad. Oh, so nice. So nice. How about you, Suze? You've been on the tour. I've been on the tour. I've been on the tour. That's true. Um, and it's been super fun. It's oh, been super good. fun. And I'm um, very much enjoying the show. I was in Manchester last night. There were a great oh. crowd in Manchester. Fantastic. Yeah. At the yeah, Salford Lowry. Yeah, loved it, actually. Really loved it. And then I'm in Brighton tomorrow, which will be today when this goes out, I assume. Sorry, we're a little bit late. We've both been a bit oh, all over the sorry. shop. We've been a bit all over the place. I know I'm in Acton, actually, at the moment. Oh, got Clang. Mm, clang, everybody, yeah. Clang, clang, clang. I'm st- Guess I'm staying in a hotel on the motorway. Sorry. Oh, my yeah. God, Tom, so glam. Clang, 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 clang. Clang, clang, clang. I was going to say, you won't believe whose house I'm going to tomorrow. Jane McDonald. Even better, if you can imagine such a thing. Um, the Joan Collins. Sophie Ellis Baxter's. What are you doing there? You're going to go and do a podcast. I'm going to do a podcast at Sophie Lispector's house. She hasn't come out. She has her own one. Oh, I see. Oh, gosh, I've heard a couple of episodes of that. It's really good. It's very interesting, some of the things people say on it. It is very um, interesting. Well, I hope you've got a fun story to tell. Well, listen, I'll have some, sure. But I'm very excited. Mm. Quite excited mm. to meet her. I'm worried that I'm going to be a bit, oh, my God, you're a pop star. Oh, she's. You've met her before, haven't you? No. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Serious. Do you know her? I know her all the time. No, like the back of my. No, I've been there a couple <laughs> of times. And once I did a video message when she did a 24-hour dance-a-thon for um, children in need. But um, you know, I don't. I think they asked a lot of people to do that. No, I think it was just hours. you. Mine went out quite late in the night. <laughs> That's because they knew it would keep her going. It's got nothing to do That's with anything true. else. What would be the most motivational person we could put on now? Of course. Tom Tom um, are you going to dance around the kitchen? Is that part oh of it? Oh, my God. I would absolutely love that, to have had to lend me one of her sparkly jackets. Oh, I bet that's a but possibility. I loved, her, I loved that kitchen disco when it, we were in lockdown, so I'm very oh, excited to meet her. I'm worried I'm going to be a bit fanny, but, you know, it, not fanny, you, fan. Be maybe. a bit fanny. That but would I don't be a good thing. Be a bit fanny. Just be a bit fanny. We should do um, that more. Be. I say this to people all the time. Be a bit fanny. If anybody out there learned the piano as a child, they might have learned the Fanny Waterman method, 
which is not And if any a... lesbians are out there listening, you might have also <laughs> learned the Fanny Waterman method. And um, she was from Harrogate and she was very strict in her rules. But um, everybody could be a bit more like Fanny. Was it, um, was it like a book? It was a kind of book of exercises, yeah. Mm. Progressively harder pieces. Yeah. I can imagine you were such a good boy with practicing. I was and I wasn't. I had my good days, my good times and my bad times. But when I went to secondary school, I got more into it. But I did go a bad way in year eight and year nine. But then why was that? Just, what happened in year eight and year nine? I think so I was when you got into girls. Me. It's when I got into girls, which is actually the Lena Dunham series. <laughs> and, um, um, and, He's actually um, very young. It was actually very, I was actually very young when I got into that. It hadn't even been made. <laughs> and um, and also, I think I was struggling with both my sexuality and the fact I didn't really like geography. Oh, Tom, so uh, many things to deal with. There's a lot happening there. Mm. Why mm. did you not like geography? It does seem that geography at school is like a lot about sort of camels and... It's stuff that you don't imagine it's going to be about. Well, I, I think I was a bit bored in the class, sure. a bit disruptive to say the least. Why are you? Tom, I that being point, I was. <gasps> well, I was in year eight, I was disruptive before I knuckled down in year nine. But in year eight, I was misbehaving and um, my teacher, Miss Stein, she called in my, I think she called in my parents, or there was certainly a communication with my parents. And I was like, you're right, I'm going to turn this around. So we did a project about the um, economic divide in Italy between the North and the South. Let me tell you, Susie, I proved to myself and to Miss Stein and to Italy, actually, that I could really study um, economic divergence. Oh, my goodness. Have Italy ever thanked you for that? Yet again, yet another Eurovision goes by and I don't <laughs> see my invitation in the post. So. Would you like to go to Eurovision? Do you like it? I would quite like to go to it. But my thing is, Suze, I don't know what you think about it, is that we're all always working on Eurovision night. So yes. I haven't seen it for a few years. What do you think? Do you like it? Because there is a lot of pressure as a gay person to like it. Yes, I do like it. I think it's very fun and silly. I think Ryland and uh, Scott Mills are going to be very funny. That's they're doing lots of stuff for it. Oh, and they're going to be great, be I imagine. But yeah, that's I do good. really enjoy it. But similar to you, yeah, we're always bloody working, aren't we? Mm, that's the thing with us. Oh, God. These Have two workhorses. I know we're absolute Trojans, aren't we? We really are. By which I mean there's lots and lots of Roman men inside of you at all times. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if people can tell that we're both quite tired. I mean, we are quite tired today, aren't we, Sue? Yeah, we're quite tired. Um. But Suze, what yeah. about the correspondence drawer? I hear oh it's overflowing. Oh my God, the postbox. I had to go in. It was, I've got one of those postboxes, you know, for the emails. Like, you know, when you were at school and you had one mm. for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, love it's that. It's like that. And it is, is overfloweth. Mm, so no. should we have some? Maybe a post room. Do you ever, did you ever work in an oh, office that had a post room? Yes. <clears throat> I would I quite like that. to be one of those sort of post boys that deliver them all on a little sort of tea trick caddy. Oh, yes, they go around with a trolley. Yeah, yeah that would be nice. a fun job. You'd get to see everybody. Yeah, hi, how's it going? Hi, Jean. Oh, God. Jean. Hi, Jean. How's, yeah, how's your hamstrings? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how Jean's hamstrings are. Right. It's so difficult to know. Here we go. Hello. Also, fun fact, when I did um, some temping at a company called First Title in Bromley, there was a post Is that when you became there. a lord? Um, no, it wasn't where I got, <laughs> became a lord. I'd like to become titled, um, but um, no, but it was an, it was quite a fun job. And um, the people, the women in the post room, when I left to go and do um, theatre things in the summer, when I left, they threw a party for me and gave me some cufflinks and inflatable sex doll. 
Oh, so nice of them. Mm, so that, I didn't know that's how you got Jim. <laughs> I know there was a lot happening, but yeah, it was, it, was fun. it was a fun time. Sorry, the letters. No, it's fine. Hello. Just emailing to thank you for introducing me to the Fuck It Fund, or is it the Fuck It Up Fund? I mm. was catching up with the podcast recently, and I heard you discussing the concept and really liked how chilled you both sounded about it. It really fitted with how I try to be, but I don't always succeed. Today, I got a parking fine. Oh, because, classic. Yeah. Because I, when I took my newly turned 17-year-old daughter to the local station car park to introduce her to the clutch and control and steering, I forgot that I needed to pay for parking. After my initial annoyance with myself, I thought, oh, well, one for the fuck up fund and immediately yeah. moved on and stopped stressing. Even when I realized I'm heading for another one because we went for another practice last weekend too. Whoops. Uh -huh. uh, I shall learn from it, but I'll not stress over it. Thank you again. That's and that's from Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. Amanda, hug and kiss. Um, Amanda, <laughs> thank you. And I do think that's a very important point with the fuck it fund that yes. um, you so aptly named. Um, is that, <clears throat> excuse me, clearing my throat, um, is that it is, um, it, it costs you double if you worry about it. Do you know what I mean? So right. pay the money and then it's, Let and then it don't go. think about it again. Because you know otherwise what, and, they get you twice. A number of people got in touch with me after that episode, Tom, to say yeah. there's actually a name for it and it's the, oh. it's ADHD tax. It's what people call it. And I Googled <laughs> it and it's a real thing where people are like, oh, you end up spending more money if you're someone that's like a ADHD leaning because oh, I can imagine and that. it's yeah. and it's just like you know you just need to accept it you just need to accept it so it's useful useful I mean, to know you know absolutely i mean yeah if you'd got my dad started on traffic fines i mean you wouldn't have heard the end of it you well, got so angry sure. about it well of course but he was always doing stuff with the coaches wasn't he well he was trying to fight the coach drivers fines for them often they were given erroneously oh and he would fight them because he as he would say you know it's all very well these councils saying like it's 60 quid or it's 80 quid um, you know, that's what you have to pay for doing this wrong. Well, sometimes A, they didn't do it wrong or they didn't have any choice but to do it wrong. And that's like a day's wages to, to yes. the coach drivers. And of course, you know, who does it affect? doesn't affect rich people, does it? No, of course that's it does. On it. Oh, okay. and uh, some sage advice from your dad there. There you go. Still you go. ringing out across the generations. <laughs> Hi, Tom and Susie. I hope you're both well. I love listening to the podcast, which I discovered during lockdown, and then mm -hmm. worked my way through the back catalogue. I find it a real mm -hmm. comfort. Please, the back please don't be offended when I say I sometimes use it to get to sleep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I credit <laughs> I credit you for being the only podcast to talk about everything from Call the Midwife to a drag version of Les Mis. I had to skip episodes for spoilers because I was so slow at catching up with Call the Midwife. Susie. I've I went to watch Parenting Hell this evening. I bought tickets ages ago as a friend likes the podcast, but I never but I'd never listened before. When I heard they had a celebrity guest, I assumed I wouldn't know them, but I was delighted that it was you. I felt oh. very awkward when they said it was a celebrity guest because I thought, what a letdown. Susie, you're known by a lot of people and you you might not realize. I'm hated that. by many people. No, you're not. I told you those cartels, they've forgotten about you now. <laughs> I've been meaning to email for a while since I recently moved to Brighton from York to do my masters. Oh I'm my really goodness, they follow you. You're like a Pied Piper, aren't you, I Susie? I really am. I'm really loving living here. I hope you are too. What's your favorite places? Oh. I would love to catch both of you on tour, just trying to get dates and tickets, etc., to work out as I'm not sure where I'll be. All the best to both of you. 
Alice, Alfie, and the three-year-old. Bye, 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 bye. And that's from Evie. Thanks, Evie. Oh, that's I'm so nice, pleased Evie. that she was delighted that I was on oh, because oh. I'm, you know, I was. Oh, oh please don't use the word celebrity. Please just use the word I'll guest. You mustn't feel like that. Favorite places. Like My favorite place at the moment is the beach. I'm loving going there. Going oh, there with a bloody time. Lovely, lovely book, lovely song, and also lovely place and lovely film. Lovely film, of course. Of course, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, that is a nice place. Have you ever been on the British Airways 360? I have been on the British Airways 360, Was yes. that a wonderful thing to do? I'm imagining it's the sort of thing one might do on a special occasion, like an anniversary or maybe a, a, mid, a mid-decade birthday. A mid-decade birthday, I think, is a good call for it. It's a lovely view if it's a nice day. During Christmas, mm. they had Father Christmas on there. Just going oh up and down, God, all, down day. all day. Yeah. Oh, poor Father Christmas. Yeah, I know. He must have been exhausted by the end. He must have been exhausted up and down like a, you know. Like the clappers. I tell you what I found, Evie, I will tell you about, though. A place called Morocco's, which does ice cream on the seafront. Tom, oh. it's such good ice cream. Oh, I mean, they'd call it gelato. They'd call it gelato. Oh, I love it when they call it that. And they've got all the funny flavours. Yes. Well, I had mint chocolate chip. What would you go for? Mint chocolate chip. We were just talking about Gino Ginelli, actually. Who's that? Um, the brand of ice cream that was synonymous with the 80s and 90s. My friend, Alexa, who you met, she insisted on being called Gino Ginelli for a time. It was just a brand of pseudo-Italian ice cream. Or maybe it was Italian, I don't know. That's Gino, like we called you... Gino Ginelli. So we called you Vianetta for a while. That's exactly like that. Exactly like that. We never had Vianetta, did you? On Sundays we did, yeah. Did you? Would you did you have it as a slice? Yeah, what would you do? I don't know. I've never really had it. Why didn't you have it, sis? Well, we just had, we'd have, just have ice cream in and sometimes a wafer. Oh, well, that's nice. We did that as well sometimes. Mm. We didn't be in it all the time. Well, no, you um, weren't millionaires. We weren't millionaires, exactly. We weren't, we weren't um, R- Rockefeller. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tom, I've got some correspondence for you, dear. Hi, like-minded friends. Ask for listening to the last episode where Tom struggled to get peach juice for his bellinis. I wanted to reach out to let him know that you can use Ella's Kitchen peach puree baby food, which you can find in all major supermarkets. It works a treat. Bye-bye, bye-bye-bye-bye. And that's from Ruby in Bristol. What a lovely suggestion. Does baby food, baby food always sort of looks a bit like a weird mush. Um, well, I think the pureed stuff is just sort of a thick liquid. So that would be perfect for a bleeding. Would be perfect. And I could have decanted it into one of my crystal jugs. Maybe Thank you. That's um, my that's my uh, drag name. <laughs> crystal jugs, yes. I thought of another good one the other day, which must exist, Clairvoyant. Oh, that's nice. Clairvoyant must be a drag queen, mustn't it? Yeah, you'd hope so, because I like anything with the spiritual. Well, of course you do, um, yes. Of course. Well, that's great advice, though. Okay, I would have wish I'd known that rather than traipsing around London trying to find an Italian delicatessen. Yes. Mm. Well, here you go. You live in New Land, don't you? Right, we've got a good one here. I asked the, asked the person who worked there and she said, no, we don't do it. And then I found it myself on the shelf. Oh, it that's the a, thing. They're trying to fuck with you, Tom. Mm. Don't let them. Some people are trying to fuck with me, you know. <laughs> Stop trying to fuck with Tom, guys. Um, Hello, Tom and Susie. I hope you're both super... Hello. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Not wow. sure why, after all this time, this particular thing has sprung me into action, but here we are. Was just listening to Be More Jean whilst on our short walk when I got home from work. I just tried to give blood, but the dreaded high iron levels they need had foiled me on this occasion, so I was feeling a bit blue and knew that your podcast would cheer me up. 
an oh. attempt to walk off the two bananas I'd hastily consumed before the appointment to make oh sure I was gosh. not hungry, but yes. alas, in vain. Even Literally. If, in yes. Vain. Not in vain, actually, in your case. Even if I were to get caught in a dramatic rain pour down, which few I avoided. Anyway, someone emailed in about the little pocket in the jeans. Oh, yes, they the did. podcast. Hmm. It was mentioned on the podcast years ago, and I felt I needed to email in a result. Whilst, yes, it may seem pointless to some and not fit for purpose to put a watch in these days, but as long as I can remember, this is where I've kept a packet of chewing gum, for I always have chewing gum when not eating as part of my dental routine. And I'm fairly filling free. Now, listen, Mm. listener, Tom Allen always has chewing gum. You always have gum. You always got gum on you. I, I always have chewing gum. I do sort of panic if I don't have any, actually. I really panic. So I'm you, glad you, that's been noticed. Nice, nice minty, fresh breath. Oh, well, I, that's nice of you to say. I was worried. Um, I've always done this since I was a teenager. I do not feel Insane. I do not feel right unless I know I've got a packet safely stored in there for when it's needed. So imagine my delight when I'm on holiday in the US in the 90s, where upon browsing the Levi store, like every good Brit when visiting Florida in the 90s should Absolutely. be coming two home pounds, with a yeah, pair of Levi's mm. and at least two pairs of trainers. Mm, that was true. Um, with the 90s exchange rate. Yes, $2. Yeah. They had a t-shirt that said on it, no one ever looks in that little pocket. I have no idea it was meant to be some sort of sordid implication. Shirt a teenager would have been lost on me, but obviously I was highly amused due to my chewing gum storing storage habits and I had to buy it. I've attached a photo of said t-shirt. Yes, I'm a hoarder. Oh, lovely. Not not one for wearing in public anymore due to the middle-aged spread, but it lives its life in the PJ drawer these days. It's just too cool to get rid of. Yes. Apologies for the long rambling about where I keep my chewing gum, but I guess I I felt like... It somewhat defined my jeans wearing life. Keep up the good work on the pod. It's one of my favourites and always guaranteed to make me smile or laugh out loud in public. Bye, bye, oh. bye, 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 bye. And that's bye, from Danielle bye, bye. and Frankie the cat. Oh, Danielle and Frankie. Isn't that nice? Well, so now we you know, go. don't we? There now we go. know about we the know. little Thank pocket, the little posh. The little oh, posh. The little posh for chewing gums. Mm. I'm a week late to listening to the podcast, but I had to email in to reveal what my nan used to say. When we were kids, when someone farted, oh, she used to ask, "Who's let Mary out of the prison?" <laughs> we thought nothing of it as kids, but looking back, it makes me laugh every single time I think of it. And it, I thought you might enjoy that <laughs> one. I love the pod, and that's from Kelly. Oh, Kelly, that's really made me laugh because that's about um, Stuart saying opening the handbag, isn't it? Yeah, Starlight Stuart did say that. Have you opened your handbag, dear? Have you opened your handbag? Someone's it's opened like, their handbag in here. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. Well. Let's have another one. This is a correspondence yeah. episode, isn't it? Dear Tom and Susie, I must mm-hmm. apologise for being so distracted. My listening to Bono's book means I'm a little behind with my like-minded friendship. I'm so, so very happy long term as well. Yes. I'm so, so very happy to hear Tom talk about Alfie. And I'm very excited to hear how well you've been celebrating your birthdays. It's such a nice thing to do and it makes you so happy. I've recently had a series of parties for my 40th, which were lovely. Tom also made me smile when he talked about Bridget Aphrodite. Oh. I know exactly what you both mean about her. I was a trustee for Boundless Theatre and we did a show called Parakeet with Bridget. And she was lovely. Thanks so much for sharing the listener emails. I've just listened to the Les Ledge episode. Mm. And Haley's email really resonated with me. I mean, we have no idea what that's about anymore. 
just hearing mm. about you talk about it, I love the advice on just having to focus on the short term and yeah. yes, and focus on what you have achieved. I'm going to try and do that this week. Oh, anyway, God. you both have lots to do and I look forward to seeing you both in action. I came to see mm. Susie's new material night in August and I'm so excited for her tour. And that's from oh. Simon. Thanks, oh, Simon. Simon, how kind. So kind. Simon, that show, I remember her doing that show. Yeah, wonderful. I thought it was brilliant. Mm. She's always great, isn't she? She's wonderful. She's very, very talented. She really is. And got some great merch going on at the moment, actually. Well. Has she? Mm-hmm. Oh, we should all have a look at that. My, a t-shirt I've got, which is Empathy is the New Punk. Yes, I love that one. That's really cool. Mm. Hi, Tom and Susie. In 2021, I suddenly lost my dad, and I can't explain how much like-minded friends helped during those dark times, mm-hmm. always brightening my day. Then for Tom, Tom to talk so beautifully about his own grief really helped me process my own feelings. Listening to you both and reading too much has meant that when I lost my stepdad a couple of weeks ago, I've been much more capable of processing and understanding, and I've been able to support my mum in a way that I don't think I could have before. I will always be grateful oh. to you both. I look forward to oh. listening every week. It always helps to listen on my commute to get me in a great mood for the day. Thank you. Bye, 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 bye. And that's from Kelly. Oh. Kelly, oh, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And um, I'm so glad we've helped. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's one of those things that um, nobody knows the way around it all, really. But you just no. um, just have to kind of try your best, really. But We've had loads of emails in about how you spoke about losing your dad. And I think that it's really, I think it's really good to be so open about the 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 feelings of uncertainty yeah you know oh, i think so often we're so like desperate to be like this is right and this is wrong and this is how you do this yeah. and this is how you do that and because there's sure. no shortcut with grief mm. yeah talking oh, about it sure. so openly was great oh thank you well, for saying you that oh thank you dear thank you for giving You're me welcome, dear. you know so much support yourself i mean yeah it's sort of well you know i'm always kind of head up about things aren't simple i can't be signed off with a with a bow and um, no i think that's well but i think anyway, that's good Virginia, you're doing okay sending love <laughs> dear tom and Susie, Susie, if i may i mean who Ooh. doesn't love to melge a name we haven't melged anything in so long oh, for ages. before oh, i get going yeah. i must apologize in advance because i fear this may be very long and rambling also, happy belated birthday, Susie. This is from January. It's worth pointing out. You know, we're, okay. we're doing some, some of the emails are from a while ago. It sounds like you had a marvellous day and I trust that you enjoyed yourself with a day full of love, full of fun and laughter. Now, onto my reasons for writing in. Firstly, I enjoyed Tom's malapropism in last week's podcast. Oh, That's very Jan of you, where he mistakenly said typewriter rather than type rope. Oh, did I? Oh, did my. you? Oh, yeah, I think classic. you did. Um, and you ended up talking about incorporating a typewriter into a vaudeville show. It made me think of the typewriter concerto. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but I've included oh, yes. a link. Well, you can definitely picture Tom playing it in a top hat and tail as part of his act. Oh, I can also I would like relate to what Tom said in the same episode about how much he enjoyed cleaning out the washing machine. Mm, you're welcome. Still got the scar, though. Still got the scar. Oh my God, Tom. People mm, say you're not Shivved myself. Shivved myself. Can you say shivved? Shivved. Is that a word? Shivved. Is that it? Shivved is, like, shivved is like a knife that they make in prison, which of course you'd know from your cartels. Of course, I know. I remember from the cartels, they were always shivving away. Shivving. Shivving. They were <laughs> um, like shivery, Sarah. They, um, yeah, I still got it because I was shivving off the um, <clears throat> dried in, caked in washing powder. 
And um, that sounds disgusting. Uh, yeah, it really does. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is to descale the kettle. Oh, lovely. Watching it fizz and bubble away and then being able to see the reflection in the bottom afterwards is very rewarding. Mm-hmm. You also lovely. get a much fresher and crisper cup of tea from a newly descaled kettle. Wonderful, yes. Two, you both grabbed my attention in this week's episode when you were discussing the horse box sauna, which Tom had recently experienced. Of course, yes. There's one just like that, which I often see parked in my road and when not being used on the beach in Worthing. Is it available Ooh. to hire, perhaps? Susie is a new Sussex resident. You could hire it and have your own little home driveway house warming party. I don't have a driveway. It's not going that well. Um, But I could. I should make it clear. I'm not affiliating with this company in any way. Just pointing out a happy coincidence. This is not a hashtag ad. But look, I'm Mm, pleased that I know about it. And if Mm. I do have a party on my road, I will invite you. See. That's lovely. A while ago, you spent a few episodes reminiscing about the children's television shows from your youth. As I find myself nicely nestled between you both age-wise, I wonder if you or some of your listeners could help me remembering the name of one show from the 90s, which I cannot recall the name of, and it is increasingly annoying to me. I don't remember if it was BBC or an ITV programme, but it was set in a school where there was a class of students who rarely had a teacher because they were actually all spies or secret agents or something similar. Whenever they were left alone in the classroom, the blackboard would change and their desks would transform into some sort of magical, wonderful spy paraphernalia. But the moment an adult opened the door to the classroom, it would return and they would make Mm. some excuse to why the teacher had stepped out. Does this ring a bell with anyone or was I entirely imagining it? Anyway, I fear I have rambled for too long. I did warn you, so I shall love you and leave you. You're converted to bath mat to radiator, like-minded friend Ben. Bye, 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 bye. Ben, so many great points there. So I many remember, good points from Ben. I remember a show that was called Palace Grove that was a sort of piss take of Grange Hill. Right. But all of the children sort of had, like one of the children spoke like Maggie Thatcher. <laughs> it was really? Sort of very, yeah, it was like, obviously like they just got some, sketch actors who could do voices and one of them could do Maggie that they would just did like various oh, adult um impressions but they were all wearing the school uniform. Oh um, I like that. It. And it was sort of and it was a spoof of Grange Hill. That was funny. And I remember another show called Spats, which was about a um sort of pink uh burger bar where all the people who work there seem to be having a jolly time. Well I remember none of those things. I'm trying to think the spy one though. Listen, if you know, get in touch. You know the email. It's hello at Light Matter Friends Pod. But thank you, Ben, so much for your thoughts. Trapdoor. Do you remember that? Trapdoor. I remember Trapwind. Right, we've got one more. Hi, Tom and Susie. Long-time subscriber, first-time correspondent. Oh, first goodness. was Susie doing stand-up supporting Josh Widdicombe ages ago with my daughter and loved you then. Still Ooh, love your what snug joke. supporting her daughter? I don't know. <laughs> I still love your snug joke and repeated it at many dinner parties. Thanks. However, this podcast went under my radar until my daughter suggested I start listening about a year ago. And now every Wednesday morning, Thursday today, so was, it's my go-to listen whilst walking the dog. As a 51-year-old straight married, boring property lawyer, I don't suppose I'm your ideal demographic. Yes, oh, yeah, you are. Yes, you are. Oh, you can be more close to our don't demographic. Don't you worry about that. In fact, that, I, that is our demographic, to be honest. It really is. But I absolutely adore you both. You educate me, make me laugh, and most importantly, make me forget about the absolute mundane. I've now read Tom's book and I'm booked to see Susie on my birthday in Cardiff. I suspect mm. re- surrounded by young students. So please don't judge me and the 60 year old husband. You can converse with the gays left, right and centre. 
My children are living hundreds of miles away and having a laugh with my daughter about the podcast is just the best. By the way, I did vote for you in the National Comedy Awards. You were robbed. Much love to you both. And that's so from Roz. Roz. Bye, 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 oh, bye, 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 bye. Roz, thank How you nice for being the person voted. That's so <laughs> How nice is that that her and her daughter catch up about what we've had to say? How Isn't nice that is lovely? that? That's that so nice. Lovely. Hi to you both. Hello, Roz. Thanks, Roz. And Roz, oh. say hi. Say hi when I do the Cardiff show, please. Um, oh, how nice. Yeah, that is lovely. Nice. That is lovely. That's special, oh. I think. Very special. That's very what we have special. to remember. We're very special. We, we must remember that. We're community people. We are so special. We are so bloody special. I'm special. I'm so special. special. Um, oh. Right, Tom, we must finish now. Seems we must go, because I've got to go and check into my hotel, which is on the motorway. You must. But, have you had any tea? No, I haven't had any tea, but we did have catering here. And the trouble is there's a lot of food knocking about. You know me, I love, the devil makes work for idle hands. Yeah, I love to dip in. I love to dip in. So you're not, you're not too peckish? I'm not too peckish, but I think I could be tempted by a room service. Um, sandwich? Sandwich, we. Oui. Sandwich, yeah. So nice. Mm-hmm. Um, well, listen, Tom, people can join us again on Like Minded Friends, can't they? can join us next week. The email is hello at likemindedfriendspod.com. <laughs> um, that catchy email address that you can catchy always remember. Catchy email, just trips off the tongue. Yes. Uh, and we will be back in your ears next week. Sorry we're a little late. Um, a bit all over the place this week. Oh, it's been a busy time, but thank you for bearing with us. Sorry if we've delayed the dog walk. That poor dog walk. Yeah, that dog's going to be crossing its legs, isn't oh, it? Crossing its legs, yes. My mum always says that. Um, um, but we'll see um, Listen, Tom, you look after yourself this week. You're very busy. Make sure you're eating. Oh, and God, you know what you've got to do? You've got to stay hydrated. You've so important. Got you end up with a headache. Hydrated. You end up with a headache. You end up tired, I've realised. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to, uh, got to get your water in. Got to get the water in. And I don't like those silly little tins of water. What a big... I don't want a jug of water with a glass. What's wrong Crystal with Crystal jugs. Um, She's back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week on Like Minded Friends. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-b